Hi, I'm Steve Acuna, your host of the 30-Minute Sage, your source of practical advice to move forward through corporate and life changes. I come to you as a certified professional in change management and life coaching with over 25 years of boots on the ground and leadership experience that spans five corporate industries. This podcast explores the challenges of leading corporate teams through change with the audacious goal to apply techniques and wisdoms that go well beyond the workplace and into daily life. Along the way, I will share my successes and failures, my learnings and my truths as I continue to transcend corporate life and apply my personal mission to raise consciousness that activates the power of our human community. Welcome to the 30-Minute Sage. Now let's get started. Welcome to episode 14, Influential Conversations Continued. Hey, before we get into the content, let's talk about the format of the podcast. First off, the podcast is casual, so it's more like a conversation. This cuts down on heavy production and helps me to focus on sharing and content. In this episode, I'll further expand on how to connect with and influence different personality types with special emphasis on individuals that are socially motivated, data-driven, or more conventionally motivated. Due to popular demand, I felt it necessary to continue this topic from episode 13, which focused on highly driven people. It's my hope that you test these ideas and apply what makes sense to your situation, that process I call finding your inner sage. As always, I will share a takeaway for each segment so you have something you can reflect on afterwards. And please don't forget to send comments, hit the like button, and share it with others to help promote the podcast. Finally, this podcast is not therapy. These topics can be emotionally charged, and if you're not emotionally okay, please seek the professional assistance you need. Professional therapy has helped me and my family through tough times, so remember, it's okay to not be okay. All right, let's get into segment one, how to influence socially motivated people. Now, you can imagine a socially motivated person is, you know, uh, when you think about a party scene, uh, they are typically the center of attention. They're the ones that are around where all the laughter is. Uh, They're telling great stories. They're entertaining. Um, They're lighthearted. And yet they also have a way to connect with people that are different from them. Uh, They have just this way of creating excitement. Uh, And in many cases, there's this fun type of personality that they kind of depict, they show. Uh, There's a drama component too. And the drama can be really positive because it's exciting and it's it's very much draws you in. It can also be the opposite of that too, where there's a lot of drama, where it's a little too much sometimes uh, for a situation. But all in all, they're one of my favorite types of individuals. I, I have some tendencies to to be this type of personality uh, in the, in the fact that I like to be a part of the excitement. I don't necessarily like to be the center of attention all the time. And you could imagine that, you know, that, that kind of takes a little bit of my energy away. And I do get weary after a while when it comes to being out there and, and, and pushing forward with a lot of, um, a lot of energy and excitement. So the power that they bring forward is really something that's very useful when it comes to, uh, creating a new direction or helping to make a new change or to even take on a, an idea or a new proposal into something new and exciting. So these individuals really are, are something critically important to really connect with for a number of reasons, uh, but I'll get into that in a minute. So when I think about my own personality type and I think about how do I adapt uh, 
to these individuals? How do I think about, you know, working with them or how do I influence them? And in many cases, I don't get to business at all in the beginning of a conversation. We talk about everything else, right? We actually talk about all the fun things that they've been a part of over the weekend or uh, things that they, they know that are just on their mind. Um, and I listen with intent and with some uh, really important um, uh, focus on what it is that, that they are trying to convey. And I ask questions, you know, to draw it out more and really genuinely want to know and learn more about who they are as an individual. And I take the time to exercise as part of my personality to just be lighthearted for a little bit and to just talk a little bit about what what's on our minds, right? That social component is really important for connection. And if you're trying to influence someone like this, they're also looking for that social aspect as something that they connect, can connect with, with you. And so if you don't provide that upfront, then it feels like really some places they can't actually create toeholds with, and they'll get distracted with all of the heavy business discussions if it's right out of the gate. So a lot of times my, my adaptability is about slowing down taking a look at their office, taking a look at what's around them. Uh, typically these individuals will have certain items around them that remind them of certain special occasions or even status that they've gained in the past, uh, some award or some, something of that sort that was meaningful to them. And a lot of times they'll tell you the story and it'll be a great story. So take the time and enjoy the time with them, right? That's how you get started with this conversation. That's how it's worked for me. So that's how I adapt, right? So how do we think about results when it comes to this? Well, first off, you know, these individuals can make decisions, but the decisions may also be um, a little bit more weighted on whether or not it's going to create something for them right? There's a what's in it for me component that's super important with these individuals. And sometimes it really relates to status, right? It, it's, it's creating a sense of importance, a sense of stature, um, uh, an excitement, an energy that they essentially own and support and uh, really flourish within. So if you could find ways to involve this individual when it comes to how you're promoting this new approach, new idea or proposal, and how they can also be a part of the vocalization and advocacy for the approach, you're, you're starting to bridge work into some things that they themselves will see as important for them. And that status component Another aspect to think about when it comes to your uh, influencing of these individuals is think about the team. They are very much a we type of person, meaning that they will oftentimes relate to things in the collective when it comes to a team. So they'll talk about the team as a, we need to get together. We need to think about this. We need to align. We need to be um, understanding of the situation so that we can all win together. We can all show up well together. Like that type of mentality, that type of approach is something that's critically important for them. And it's also really important to also recognize that that's their, that's also part of the power that I mentioned before, that connection with people, the creation of belonging, uh, that, that atmosphere of fun and enjoyment is something that I think is really so great, uh, when it comes to working with these types of individuals, right? 
So those are key areas that I have focused in on with success when it comes to working with socially motivated people. You also have to recognize too that they have some fears. Uh, those fears could very well be about the opposite. The key factor with the socially motivated individuals, they have a tendency to not want to be disconnected from the excitement, right? Um, being left out, not feeling the belonging. Um, they also have this um, tendency to to want to show up well. So the fear is actually not showing up well. Um, embarrassment, which can also be universal for everyone. I don't think anybody really likes to be embarrassed, but these individuals had a tendency to, to really stew on it and will worry a little bit more about how they are showing up to others and what others think sometimes of them. And so being sensitive to that by making sure that your approach is always calling to the positive of how they can show up well and be a part of a solution that's going to be successful for a great um, way to show positive energy for the team personal status and success, as well as just the energy and the centralization of attention um, is really important. The attention is really something that I think is key. So build them in, you know, build them in. And uh, you'll find that you'll get some really great results out of it. And uh, along the way, you'll have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun too. And that's one of the great things about working with individuals like this. So the takeaway is this. When seeking to influence a socially motivated person, take the time to genuinely get to know them before getting down to business. Get curious and learn about their natural abilities to persuade and share some laughs. Express how your ideas can lead to success, attention, and status for them. This is their power. If you can connect, you will have an advocate with endless positive energy to promote ideas and change. Now join me for the next segment, which focuses on influencing data-driven people. All right, let's get into segment two, data-driven people and how to influence them. So data-driven people can almost be the opposite of the first segment, which is about socially motivated people. Um, these individuals had a tendency to really focus on the accuracy of data, uh, the facts. They get down to business quickly, and they're wondering about the formulas uh, that actually support your recommendations. Like, what is the background? Is it verifiable? Is this something they can research on to, to understand it better? All of these kinds of things are really important. Uh, tend to be they tend to be academics. Um, they tend to really leverage you know scientific theory and and thoughts that are really logically driven. Okay, so it's important to kind of keep that in mind when you're engaging somebody like this and looking to influence them or gather gain, gain their support for a a recommendation or a proposal. Right. So what are their powers? Well, you know, a lot of times what it comes down to it is they can find all of the challenges and issues that are very detailed levels of, of a situation. I think they also can be uh, quite suspicious, too. I, I, I found this to be um, and it, sorry if you are one of those data driven individuals, but maybe you can also verify this because as I've spoken with data driven people, they don't tend to trust people right up front. They, they tend to wonder if the information is right that people are bringing forward. They're, they're wondering the intention to 
And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's really something that's really about making sure that everything is accurate and ensuring that that accuracy is also reflected in how a recommendation or proposal is being, being created. Right. So I think it's a, I think it's an important quality. It's also something that makes them really special because their ability to see inaccuracies is something that will also help a business or help you to actually fortify a position uh, all the way down to bedrock when it comes to making sure that things are right. So I think it's really a powerful, powerful skill that they have. And I think it's also really important that we acknowledge it and appreciate it because everybody needs this type of perspective, right? Now, when it comes to adapting, to these types of individuals. This is probably the hardest one that I have, um, I, I have a hard time with adapting to because I can be really detailed, but my detailed, uh, my motivation to be detailed is because I have a tendency to be uh, a highly driven person. So that means that I don't like to fail, right? So I will force myself to be detailed to the nth degree necessary in order to ensure that there's success in an outcome right? So my motivation is different. I'm not naturally detailed. Like I don't, I don't seek details. I don't get excited about, you know, going through, um, that level of scrutiny. Right. But I do recognize that it's necessary to get outcomes and that's where I focus my time and attention on. So regardless of the motivation behind it, I can, I can find myself, you know, getting to where I'm double checking, triple checking my work to ensure that the things are going to go well with individuals like this, right? When I'm, when I'm engaging with somebody like this. So my adaptability is to really recognize the things that I'm not good at. And also how can I get really good at them for these particular events? Right. And so sometimes I will double check my stuff. I've, of course I will double check my stuff, but sometimes I'll also have somebody else check it right? That's the most important thing is somebody who's even more detailed than me, have them scrutinize your work to make sure that there's not really any threads that can be seen as inaccurate. Okay. That's really important. The other aspect of it is don't socialize. Don't worry about socializing so much. I mean, you could be friendly and, you know, share some, share some nice, you know, opening, you know, ice breaking kind of, kind of things when you meet people like this, but you'll, you'll recognize quickly that their energy will shift, um, to let's, let's get down to what we're here for. And you got a cue, you got to catch that cue, take that cue and just jump right into what is it that you're there for? And what is it that you're actually going to walk through in order for them to understand the details and the direction that you believe is important for the outcomes, you know, et cetera. So you want to kind of get to business pretty quick, right? You don't have to worry so much about the social aspect. That's the one thing I do really appreciate in these types of engagements. I, I don't mind getting right to business. I don't necessarily want to also go into a lot of social aspects of things, but I recognize though that I do have part of that in my personality type as well. So it, it's not uncomfortable, but I don't mind just getting to business and these kinds of individuals, you can do that. Now, one of the other things I also recognize in the adaptability aspects of it, I, I recognize that these individuals aren't going to make quick decisions typically, unless they've had the time to kind of go over the information, the data 
um, themselves. So I don't really put a lot of pressure, you know, to kind of make a decision or to set direction or even to advocate for it. I kind of give them some time and I give them a way out, if you will. It can be a little frustrating though, because a lot of times these individuals, especially if it's a really important decision, they may have this paralysis that takes over because there's never enough data information or whatever that, uh, that they can gather in order for them to feel as though they can make the decision. And I've, I've seen this circle many times over and, uh, it's hard because ultimately it's about taking some risks with information that might not be as, as well known as, as they would like it to be. And because they're fact driven and because they're always looking to verify information, you're asking them to take some risks in making a decision sometimes. So know that up front so that you don't come across as, you know, at least I, I knew it up front. So I didn't come across as pushy you know, or trying to get them to commit to something that ultimately they don't feel like they have enough information on or data. So I also recognize that they may not be the final decision maker. And so knowing that their support though is necessary for a final decision maker, it's important for you to invest the time to bring them on board and have them understand your approach and the logic behind it. Okay. That's really important. So again, I think when it comes to these individuals, you kind of have to get right to the, the crux of the matter and make sure that everything is focused on the accuracy component and the verifiable information and sources that you can offer them for their own research. Okay. So this brings me to takeaway number two. When seeking to influence a data-driven person, take the time to prepare data that can prove the results of your proposal. Don't spend a lot of time socializing, but do emphasize accuracy and pay special attention to inputs and feedback that they provide. Express how your ideas can lead to predictable excellence without the use of your gut or intuition. Partnering in this way will bring great results with these individuals. Now please join me in the next segment, which is focused on conventionally motivated people. All right, let's get into segment three. Let's talk about conventionally motivated people and how to influence them. So when I talk about conventionally motivated people, I'm talking about people that are kind of traditionalists in the way that they operate and what they used from the past. Uh, in many cases, they're the ones that really keep things consistent. Uh, they're the ones that hold the, uh, the power of, of the tradition of a process, a way of thinking, um, a family, etc. I mean, these are the folks that are really kind of the ones that are the anchors, you know, for what has worked in the past and, and why things are done a certain way in the, in the present. You know, the strength that they bring though is, is really, there's a lot of really interesting things that I'd like to really highlight here. One is they, they tend to be very family focused. And as a result of that, even in the workplace, the team almost becomes an extension of the family. And that's a really important point I'm trying to make here because that continuity aspect of it is what uh, they bring as far as the strength and bedrock to the team. Uh, they have a sense of, of historical wisdom, you know, this, this whole understanding of why things have happened a certain way and what they've learned and have stabilized into a, a, a structure and a way of doing things. 
they know what's been what's worked in the past. They've also known what has failed in the past in some cases. Um, there's also this whole concept of what's sensible here, and they kind of think that you know the sensibility and understanding of what is intended is also critically important. You know, other aspects that I, I've kind of noticed with this type of individual is that they have a tendency to be very dignified. You know, they um, there's this air about um, you know this this uh, familial kind of feeling when you when you talk with them about the team. Um, they, they may not be as expressive as what you'd see from like a socially motivated person. Uh, they might be more quiet. Um, it's important to also draw them out, you know, because a lot of the information that they hold in their minds is critically important to use for planning and to understand how your ideas or proposal or suggestions going to land, you know, because the majority of people tend to have these, these kinds of tendencies, you know, this type of, of makeup, uh, for those types of roles or, um, situations where, you know, people need to be stable and consistent, right? So those are the kinds of things I really see as critically important. Oh, in addition, there's a pace component here. I want to mention too. I don't want to forget this. Um, they may not be the fastest, you know, when it comes to getting stuff done, but their consistency and their pace kind of kind of outweighs the urgency and fire drill type of mentality that sometimes comes up in situations. So I really appreciate that. A lot of times I've, I've found them to be very good stabilizers, you know, when it comes to um, a team situation or something that's really kind of creating a lot of dramatic events or a lot of quick change. They, they tend to find ways to stabilize over time, but they do need some time. They do need a little bit more runway uh, to stabilize themselves within new frameworks and new ways of thinking, right? Or new ideas. Uh, so these are, these are really important. So, you know, as far as adapting, you know, how, how have I adapted to these individuals? Um, you know, I tend to be, like I had mentioned before, I tend to be much more of a, of a, um, a highly driven type of person. I do have some social motivation as well in my personality type. Uh, so my, my tendency is to slow down and to really kind of um, listen at, intently about what their understandings or concerns are about a, a shift or an, the ideas that I'm proposing. And the reason why I do that is because a lot of times they will, they will be kind of my early indication of what to expect as far as resistance to the idea or change or what have you. Um, that early resistance notifies me about, you know, sp specifically informs me, you know, what do I need to focus in on? Uh, what do I need to refine in my approach or thoughts around a suggestion or proposal, right? And, and it's really important because they are the ones that can also be, because they're historically based a lot of times, like, like that whole, you know, we've done it this way for a long time because it's worked. And then if you're asking to do something to evolve it, um, that resistance can be pretty strong sometimes, especially if you don't give them a, enough time uh, to really understand and adapt and really kind of train themselves into the new, new way of doing things. Uh, so I listen really carefully about their concerns and I try to build their concerns or build solutions in for their concerns into the actual product of what I'm trying to propose or suggest because that, that automatically starts to reduce resistance because they see themselves in the solution. They see their words and their thoughts and they, they recognize that you're taking them seriously 
and you're you're inserting some of the the wisdom that they've carried into this new way of thinking and and that's critically important to help them through a change curve right but if you if you shorten the timeline on these individuals you will feel it um, you will feel the resistance and a lot of times that can be um, really something that is is necessary because we have to deal with you know sometimes short time frames and and what we have to do sometimes and sometimes it's like survival of a business type of situation so along those lines it's really important to be transparent okay uh, sharing the situation sharing the reasons why this is happening the whys behind the whys is very important with these individuals because they're also going to be the ones that are going to help you stabilize uh, the new situation or new new outcomes right so you want to invest in them um, they are super special people to me i i feel like um you know in many cases when i've uh, met them. Uh, there's almost like this smiling in their in their eyes that that they express. You know, this kindness, a patience, um, th this this kind of you know really calming approach or or effect that they have on a situation, or at least on me. And I, I really appreciate what they bring to the table. Um, and I recognize that the value of of their support is critically important for the long-term success of any kind of suggestion or or, or change uh, you need these people these are the folks that keep it running when everyone's going up and down in drama or performance these are the ones that are steady and those steady individuals are the ones that really make the difference when it comes to a team's success over over the long term so invest the time uh, listen in intently uh, with what these individuals offer and build what they know, the wisdoms that they carry into your solutions. And you will find that your uh, suggestions will be much more readily accepted and also a lot more stable when you do go out with um, an idea or, uh, or it's decided to go forward with an idea. Okay, so this brings me to takeaway number three. So the takeaway is this. When seeking to influence a conventionally motivated person, slow down and explore their commitments to the current state, which they are anchored. Emphasize how you will build on past wisdoms while you support new learnings with transparent intention and time for adjustment. Pay special attention to expressed resistance to changes because they will give you great insights into what to expect. All right, before we get into the summary of our episode, I want to call out a couple of principles that I think are really important to emphasize here at the end, uh, given our subject matter of episode 13 and episode 14. First off, as I mentioned before, this information is not meant to put people in boxes. It's meant to help you get curious and to think about differences in people as, as a way to actually strengthen your position of influence, uh, a way to strengthen your solutions to future-proof your solutions, right? It's, it's really critical that you think about the inclusiveness of differences as a way to fortify your position or what you're trying to influence, okay? So 
Also, I want to mention this. We are all of these things. You know, when it comes to the four different tendencies that I emphasize here, you are made up of all four of them. It just happens to be sometimes that, you know, we may emphasize a few of those areas more than others. And those tendencies are really what we're talking about here. So let's not think about this as being like, well, I'm going to create a team that's of all highly driven people, and that's going to be great. You know, when you're thinking about diverse thinking and inclusive ideas and bringing those ideas into your solutions, you're actually thinking about the future. You know, it's not about the short-term gains of having people just like you. It's about the long-term effects of diversity and inclusive ideas that make all the difference. This is what I've learned over the last 25 years. So the more you can emphasize that in your practice, the more success you're going to have for your team, for your situation, for your family, whatever it is. It is. So I hope that you take this into consideration and you utilize it in this way going forward. And now on to our summary. All right, let's go ahead and summarize our episode. In segment one, influencing socially motivated people, I talked about the importance of socializing more to influence people with this behavioral tendency as a way to connect that leads to strong advocacy and productive outcomes. I also highlighted their strengths in generating excitement in others. The takeaway was, when seeking to influence a socially motivated person, take the time to genuinely get to know them before getting down to business. Get curious and learn about their natural abilities to persuade and share some laughs. Express how your ideas can lead to success, attention, and status. This is their power. If you can connect, you will have an advocate with endless positive energy to promote ideas and change. In segment two, influencing data-driven people, I discuss the importance of accuracy and logic when seeking to influence people with this behavioral tendency, focusing more on business and less on socializing, as well as allowing them the time to research before making final decisions. The takeaway was, when seeking to influence a data-driven person, take the time to prepare data that can prove the results of your proposal. Don't spend a lot of time socializing, but do emphasize accuracy and pay special attention to inputs and feedback that they provide. Express how your ideas can lead to predictable excellence without the use of your gut or intuition. Partnering in this way will bring great results. And finally, in segment three, influencing conventionally motivated people. I talked about the importance of emphasizing historical wisdom in your solutions, as well as listening and applying the inputs of change resistance when influencing people with this behavioral tendency. I also shared the power that they have to stabilize new solutions over time. The takeaway was, when seeking to influence a conventionally motivated person, slow down and explore the commitments to the current state which they are anchored. Emphasize how you will build on past wisdoms while you support new learnings with transparent intention and timed for adjustment. Pay special attention to expressed resistance to changes. They will give you great insights about what to expect. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to you joining me next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.